did a, what is that called, a genealogy? Um, anyway, something like that. Anyways, we found out we're 1% Jew, which is kind of funny. So support the Jews. No. <laughs> um, today we're starting a little mini-series called Spiritual Senses. And um, God is just, oh man, I love this topic, but um, God has just been um, moving in this, this way over this last um, year or two, I should say just more and more evidences of the Word of God in this area. And um, I believe it's for the whole body of Christ. I believe that that's what I'm hearing is, you know, people having experiences, encounters with God, and, and seeing more and hearing more of what the Spirit of God is saying. And what I really just want to do is sow the Word of God into your heart because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And when faith enters your heart concerning a specific topic in the Word of God, all of a sudden you start operating in those things. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you're reading a book, um, a Christian book on a certain topic, and specifically a gift of the Spirit, and all of a sudden you start operating in the gift of that gift of the Spirit. It has happened to me numerous times, and um, it's just because simply faith comes by hearing or reading, and and receiving the Word of God. And so I'm excited for you because if you had a dream, you're going to have more dreams. If you had a vision, you're going to have more visions. If you've heard the Lord once in your life, you're going to start hearing him more often. Why? Because faith is going to come because you're going to hear the word of God regarding it. Amen. And so, yep, today we're going to be starting our, our spiritual census um, on a spiritual sight. And I just want to open by just sharing this little story of my son Jude which, you know, I always break on my kids or, or make fun of them, whatever. Depends on if the youth are downstairs and they're up here today. So it's Jude today because I don't want to embarrass my older boys. So um, anyways, Jude, it was so cute. Um, I spend time with the Lord in the morning and they're on um, spring break right now. And so it's really difficult. And so I got to wake up extra early, which has been really hard because, and I'm just telling, wearing my heart in my sleeve right now. Um, because of the time change, and I don't know what happened, if because turning 41, all of a sudden, it really affects you, it didn't affect anyone else, (laughs) but I'm just sleeping in more, and it just really affected me, and um, anyways, and so I'm waking up a little extra earlier, trying to, and um, I'm always like, oh, whenever I hear his door open, and he comes into my room, because then it's like, my time's up, you know, but this one specific morning, you know, I, I just have the worship music on, and I'm spending time with the Lord, and I just say, Jude, just, just come lay down. Just don't say anything. You can, you can lay next to Mommy. Just pray. Just be quiet in God's presence and let God speak to you. And so I, I told him that, and he actually listened. And um, so he, you know, I'm spending time doing devotions and listening and, and, and praying, and um, Jude starts talking. I'm like, oh, you know, thinking he's not listening, but he goes, Mom, God just spoke to me. And I was like, oh, what did he say? And he said, he told me he loves me. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm like, now go turn, turn over <laughs> and listen some more, you know, pray some more and listen some more and see what else he has to say. That can't be all God has to say. And, you know, so meanwhile, I'm excited because he's actually receiving. And he turns over again and... um tells me something else, which, which I don't personally remember, but um, 
you know, I, I encourage him again, okay, you know, and then he turns back over to get in God's presence. And um, then he turns around with just this huge smile on my face. He goes, Mom, I just want to, and he's used these big words for a little guy. It just amazed me. He's like, Mom, I just want to acknowledge that today is the first day I ever heard God speak to me. And, uh, and he, he knew, he made note, and, and <laughs> he made note, and this is what I'm trying to get at, is he said, I mean, I've heard God tell me things, but it was always through him showing me pictures. But this is the first time I heard his voice. Anyone else want to shed a tear with me? <laughs> Let me get that tissue out that I saved for myself. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so even at the young age of seven, you know, if a child um, has been born again, if you, an adult, has been born again, you know, um, bought by the blood of Jesus, you know, um, and specifically, you know, you're born again and, and you've received the Holy Spirit, then, then you've got the ability to not just hear God's voice, but also to see what it is he is showing you by his spirit. And God speaks to you. Our spiritual senses are so many. You know, we have these taste, touch, feel, smell, <clears throat> you know, all this stuff naturally speaking, but that is always secondary to the spiritual. And um, so we're just touching two, um, two services on spiritual senses of sight and of um, ears, spiritual ears. So today is spiritual sight, and I just thought that would bless you because that just happened. It was so fresh. And um, you know what's so exciting is in our youth and in our children's, they are teaching them how to hear from God. Amen. Can I tell some more testimonies? <laughs> um, so last Sunday, um, Luke, you can raise your hand. Luke, he's our youth pastor. Anyways, he was teaching, I don't know if it was Sunday or Wednesday, but I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday, he was teaching them about hearing from the Lord. And I may have got encouraged by your message, by the way. But um, he was teaching them how to hear from the Lord or something like that. And many of them had heard from the Lord for the first time or recognizing different ways God speaks to them. And um, I'm always have an ear out for when kids speak, like whether they're youth or whether they're toddlers, because God uses them. 100%. And, um, you know, so <clears throat> anyways, I'm getting into the car, and like, I, like Clayton said, we weren't here this Wednesday. Pastor Nick led the, led the service, but I did drop off my kids because we were dealing with some um, natural issues. And um, picked up my kids from youth, and my son Ethan gets into the car, and he's like, um, Mom, I just feel like we're going to sell our house, like, really fast. Like, you're going to get an offer tonight. And he just spoke that right out of his mouth. And I kid you not, like 10 minutes later, we get a call from our realtor saying, you just got an offer. And it was really good, so good that we couldn't pass it up and we accepted the first offer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, so, but out of the mouths of babes or big, giant, tall men, babes. <laughs> because it's our 17-year-old, he's just like six foot. Um, but anyways, they hear from God, amen. And then in the in the... Um, and I was encouraging my sister last Sunday, they were teaching the children um, how to pray in the spirit and how to hear God and listen to him and listen to his voice. And I told Julie, I was like, you know that that's why Jude had this experience of hearing. I heard God's voice for the first time this week. I said, it's because faith came by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
They taught him, and then he got to have the manifestation of it because faith was there that he was expecting that he could hear from God. Isn't that so cool? So cool. So that's what's going to happen to you today is faith is going to come, and you're going to start hearing, and you're going to start seeing in the spirit what God is saying to the church. Amen? All right, so John 16, 13 is the foundation that I am building this series upon. However, when the spirit of truth has come, which we know he has, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his self, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So not only is he going to speak, which we're going to talk about that next week, but he will also show you things to come. So God is speaking and revealing and showing his people stuff, right? So we should be, it's a regular thing. It's a normal thing to be a child of God. And it's part of your inheritance to both see and hear from God. Amen. And if you haven't started, you're going to start because faith is going to come. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, spiritual sight is any time I show you something by my spirit concerning anything in your life, past, present, or future. This can be done a number of ways by my spirit, dream, vision, revelation, to name a few. There is no limit when it comes to my spirit. Amen. And so, you know, we can operate in a diversity of his gifts. He, you know, he's got the nine gifts of the spirit, but then there's a diversity of all those gifts. So it could be just hundreds and hundreds of ways that the Holy Spirit could show you something. You know, I've seen a picture. I've seen a motion picture. I've seen, you know, a vision. I've seen a dream. You know, <clears throat> it's, it's a number of ways that he could speak to you by showing you something. And so don't limit God. Don't limit God if you've only had a vision. Say, oh, I only see visions. No, no, no. If anyone's ever had a dream, ever had a vision, you can have dreams, you can have visions. Amen? Because God is no respecter of persons. It's not just, you know, I'm so blessed Clayton gets to have these dreams and, and, you know, he's God's revealed to him heaven, and and God's revealed to him um, my dad's mansion and got to see a tour of my dad's mansion. And then last week, got to see him in his glorified 30-something-year-old body. I mean, that's amazing, and that's total reality according to the Word of God that we can see in the Spirit. And we can receive from the Spirit of God. But just because he has dreams and mostly I have visions doesn't mean I can't have dreams and he can't have visions. Because we've both had the the diversity of those giftings. Amen? And so don't limit yourself or limit God to only the one way that he's been speaking to you. Because there's just so many numerous ways he wants to speak to you. So spiritual sight should be expected as a child of God. Um... Because we've got the Holy Spirit. And he does, he's not just with us, but he's in us. And his job is John 16, 13. He's going to show us things to come. He's going to speak not on his own. He's going to reveal the heart of the Father. Amen? And so let's turn to 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to read verses 9 through 12. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Like our minds, you know, it's just kind of out of this world. Our minds couldn't possibly comprehend how big God's thoughts are for us, okay? But 
It was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out and shows us God's deep secrets. So this is the Holy Spirit's job to show us God's secrets or what God thinks about you. Amen? No one can know a person's thoughts except for that own person's spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And when we have received God's spirit not as the world's spirit, we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. There's proof right there. You are a child of God. You have been given his Holy Spirit. Now it's his job to reveal to you the heart that the Father has for you. Amen? No man can know except his own spirit what's going on in the inside. You don't know what's going on in my mind. My spirit knows. And we don't know what's going on in the heart and mind of the Lord, but the Holy Spirit knows, and it's his job to reveal to you the Father's heart. Isn't that good? And so we are not walking around, you know, blind leading the blind. We're not walking around totally clueless as to how things are going to work out for us. We've got the Holy Spirit, and we should have our antennas up and our expectation out there, knowing that we can and will hear what the Father's saying about certain situations or about our lives or about what, uh, you know, which way we should go or what we should do concerning things. You've got the Spirit of God, and you've also got the mind of Christ. Amen? We, and, and we renew our mind with the Word of God. We also know his, his mind by, by his Word. Amen. And so we renew our mind with the word of God. We know how he thinks so that when he reveals something to us, whether it's through a dream or a vision or some kind of revelation, it's going to bear witness through us, to us through the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me take a little drink real quick. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. God's thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, In layman's terms, when God shows you something that he desires for you, it's almost always going to exceed your expectations. It's always going to be a step of faith. And that's almost how you can know that it's God that told you that. And then also, obviously, it's going to bear witness by the word of God, right? I asked Clayton, you know, do you pray before bed? Like, I mean, not that you shouldn't, but do you, like, specifically ask the Lord? Because he's having all these, these encounters and stuff. And do you ask the Lord, you know, to show you things and this and that? And he's like, no. No, no, don't covet. <laughs> um, but I mean, God says covet spiritual gifts, but whatever the case, that's just part of our inheritance, right? And to, to see and, and to, to receive a spiritual sight or insight into the kingdom of heaven. And um, you know that's from the Lord because like, like he said, no, he's not praying for that. It's just spiritual sight. It's just spiritual insight into the knowledge of God of the kingdom of heaven. God is just deciding to reveal, showing him, giving him spiritual sight into the realm of the kingdom of heaven. And for me, uh, often it'll be um, like last Sunday I saw a platform. It was like it unfolded 
like that. And it was for Austin that God has taken this platform and he's going to bring it out for him. And he's going to use him in, in different ways. Um, God will show me a vision. And often when I have an altar call, it's because beforehand, while I was seeking the Lord, he'll show me a vision of what he wants to do for a service. And that's how the Holy Spirit works is he'll show you things to come or he'll reveal to you the heart of the Father concerning, um, for me, it's often ministry because that's what I do. Um, so he'll show me what he has planned for that service or for somebody's life. And um, obviously for my own life too, but it's so exciting when you realize that God's talking to you and he's, he's not just speaking to you. You're not just listening to hear his voice, but when he shows you something, that's equally as important as when he speaks to you because that's another way, a huge way, and we'll see it in the word of God, that he actually speaks. Amen? Remember, no man can know someone's heart except his own spirit, and that's why we can know the Father's heart because we've got his Holy Spirit. That's what uh, 1 Corinthians 2 was talking about there. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God's thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you can expect that when God shows you something, it doesn't always make natural sense. Uh, naturally speaking, you don't always feel adequate to achieve that. Um, naturally speaking, you don't always feel like you earned uh, some awesome visit to heaven or some uh, revelation from the Lord, but God will reveal to you his heart for you or show you things to come, maybe to encourage you to get on board and to start setting your hand to this or, you know, whatever. God has ways of speaking to our hearts that encourage us, uplift us, amen. It doesn't tear us down. Sometimes he'll have to deal with our heart um, and, and bring, you know, the spirit of conviction will come upon us so that we'll turn back to the Lord. But for the most part, he's always encouraging us to go the right direction, amen. It's always going to be biblical. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or think. So when God shows you something that exceeds your expectations, that's too big for you to do, um, even though it's like he's given you this desire, um, you can't do this desire, you can't fulfill this desire without God's help. Now unto him who is able to do, exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. So when he shows you something, don't just like cast it out, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't fulfill that. Just say, yes, Lord, <laughs> send me. I, I'll do it, you know. Knowing that God strengthens you by his spirit, that God enables you by his spirit and by his power, that he is able to do immeasurably more than you think you could ask or do. <laughs> He's able. Amen? All things are possible with God. Amen. So here's some things to just make note of when God's speaking to you or to, to know that God's speaking to you here's some things to make note of. When God shows you something, um, you need to know that it's always going to line up with the word of God. Okay. We know, and nothing to be afraid of, but we know the devil, he's a liar. 
And he is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And he is trying to deceive because he's, he's a deceiver, okay? But if you've got the foundation of the word of God and you've got the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth, there is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. And that's the reason and that is the, the wall that has been built why believers have not been seen in the spirit as much as they should be seen in the spirit because they're afraid of the supernatural of the kingdom of hell. But the Lord revealed to me a long time ago when he opened my eyes to the, the kingdom of hell and to demons and things like that, um, the only one who got God's opening my eyes. It's God showing me those things so that I can take authority over those things because we've got authority in the name of Jesus. Amen? And so, um, so a lot of people will throw up a wall because they don't want to see in the spirit because they're afraid of the kingdom of hell. And, you know, I did. I got a little afraid back when this, this all started and I would see in the spirit, you know, evil spirits and stuff like that. And until I learned the only one who can open your eyes is God. And the reason he's opening my eyes is because I have authority and he's showing me so that I can command that thing to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then the other reason, um, the other thing is it'll always line up with the word of God. And um, he'll reveal to you something by his spirit so that you can cooperate with him. Amen. Um, in 2 Corinthians 13, 1, the word of God says, Out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Almost every single time he'll show me something, whether it be something abstract like a tree um, with leaves. And I just recently, maybe less than a month ago, I seen, I was just praying, I saw Sorry, I say that word all the time. I saw a tree with leaves, and one side was red velvet, and the other side was gold. And it was kind of just abstract, and some people could just brush it off as to, hmm, interesting, why am I thinking of that? But I was in the middle of praying in the Spirit, spending time with the Lord. So clearly, if you recognize that the Lord shows you and speaks to you through spiritual sight, you're going to ask the Lord, what is it you're saying? And he'll begin unfolding it to you. He began to speak to me, and he, guess what he gave me? Scripture. He'll give you scripture to back it up. He'll give you, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. And he started unfolding to me what he was saying through this vision. Really, I think he catches your eye. He catches your attention so that you'll start listening. Sometimes we're praying, 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 moving our mouth, moving our mouth, moving our mouth, and he wants to say something about what you're praying about. Yeah. I'm praying, Lord, just do this in the church. Lord, just do that. Lord, use me. And here he's showing me this tree and causes me to stop in my tracks and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. So we need to have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen? And you are the church. So when God shows you something, it's always going to line up with the word of God. And you can even ask him for two or three scriptures. Where is that found, Lord, in the word? And he'll give you them. He'll show you that it is him. Amen? And, um, and then secondly, it's always going to exceed your thoughts for yourself. Maybe, it, maybe um, you can receive it. Lord, I receive that. But it doesn't mean that you're immediately going to be able to step into that. He might be showing you things to come like 20 years down the road. Um, but it's going to probably, most likely, going to exceed something that you could accomplish on your own. 
you would need God's help to work that thing out. God puts a desire in your heart. He starts showing you. Um, it popped out of Clayton's mouth that we should move, that he, we should um, get pre-approved or whatever with him stepping into a new job and stuff, which really in the natural didn't make sense because, again, he's just starting a new job. You know, They want you to be there for a couple years, this and that. But I heard it by the Spirit. And he's like, man, you jumped on there. <laughs> but I heard it by the Spirit of God. And um, it happened like one week, everything, the turnover with everything. It was just insane, awesome. God's miracle worker. Um, but God will show you things by his Spirit, or he'll speak to you things by his Spirit, and it'll bear witness with your spirit and with the Word of God. Amen. So when God speaks to you or when he shows you something, it's going to sometimes be concerning your past, like the, he said to me by the Spirit of God, your past, your present, or your future. It's going to be, um, you know, one of those things. And um, Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says to Jeremiah, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Their plans to give you a future and a hope. What is he doing? He's creating a vision for Jeremiah to be encouraged by. Maybe he felt inadequate. Maybe he felt like he wasn't going to amount to anything. Maybe he felt like he was stuck in some kind of uh, spiritual rut. And, the God, and then the Lord starts showing him vision for his future. And we need that, don't we? We need encouragement. We need vision for our future. Um, and, and he'll show you through a vision or through a dream, or he'll reveal it to you through the word, something that you can cling on to. Amen? His plans are revealed to us, shown us, to us, by his Holy Spirit. I've shared this before, but I remember driving, and it was like, Again, he exceeds your expectations. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. His mind, you know, he doesn't think thoughts like we think, right? He's not on the natural playing field. And I'm driving, and I remember specifically, I don't remember what it was about because that's how arguments go, but I remember Clayton and I were in a little argument. This is like 10-plus years ago, and I'm driving to go tattle to my parents, and... Um, <laughs> This is what girl. This is what girls do. <laughs> and I'm driving, and I'm like, you know, all crabby and this and that. And all of a sudden, God chooses that moment to show me the plan He has for me. And He shows me. I'm praying, and 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 I'm upset. And all of a sudden, He shows me so clearly. I can see it right now, as if it happened right now, of me on a stage in front of this large crowd of people, and God just moving by His Spirit. And the Lord says, "This is what I have for you." And I'm like, Lord, why are you showing me this? And no, because who am I? And it's really, it's, if you look at when he spoke and showed things to Moses, when he showed um, Noah, these things were things they could not do on their own. These things exceeded their thoughts or imaginations for themselves. It's something that they could have never thought up for themselves. But God's thoughts for you are bigger than your thoughts. His ways are so much higher than your ways. Why? Because he wants us to be dependent upon him. He wants us to be co-labors together with him. 
And so when the Holy Spirit shows you something, he's not speaking on his own, John 13 says he's speaking, or John 16, he says he's speaking and showing you things that are on the Father's heart for you. So when he showed me that, the Lord was basically saying, this thing that's going on right now is just nothing compared to what I have for you. So just don't let it bother you. My, my thoughts for you are this. So we need to fix our thoughts on things above, Colossians 3 says, not on the things of this earth. And things above are what the Holy Spirit's revealing to you from the heart of the Father. Amen? Um, this this, kinda, this message kind of reminds me of um, Abraham. And in Genesis 15, 5, it says, And the Lord brought Abraham outside of his tent. Now, you know, they're going on 90 and 100 years old, and they haven't had their own child. And uh, it looks kind of impossible in natural senses um, to them that they're going to have a child or that he's going to have an heir. And it was really important back then to carry on the family name and, you know, and it uh, didn't look like it was going to happen for them. And Abraham speaks, or God speaks to Abraham, and it says, the Lord brought Abraham outside of his tent into the night. And he said, look towards the heavens and count the stars if you're able to. Then he said to him, so numerous shall your descendants be. You know, a man wrote the word of God by, inspired by the Lord or many, <laughs> but if you think about it, how God speaks to you, I can just see Abraham for some reason, and, and maybe God didn't even speak to him, and this is just me putting my two cents into it, just FYI, but he's, he's trying to go to sleep, and I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you're trying to go to sleep, and it's really, it's bedtime. I mean, it might be nine for Clayton, or it might be midnight for me, and you just can't go to sleep, and you're like tossing and turning, so Abraham will just say that night, he was doing some tossing and turning. He couldn't, he couldn't sleep. So he's just drawn by the spirit, but he didn't know it yet, outside of his tent. And he starts looking at the stars. And then through the vision, through the stars, God starts speaking to him. That's how many your descendants are going to be. That's how many. So God plants a seed gives him, shows him the father's heart of what he has for him. It was now Abraham's job to believe that. It was now his job to accept that, start speaking and declaring that, and not to be in disbelief and be like, well, get behind me, Satan, <laughs> because he was like 90 years or whatever. But no, Sarah didn't, hear that God showed that to Abraham planted it into his heart through a vision before he ever showed up with uh, those supernatural visitors to confirm that so there with Abraham with the with the lineage he started it all by a vision by showing him something revealing the father's heart for him through vision and so God wants you to know today, if anything else, God wants you as a child of God to know today that part of your inheritance is to see 
in the spirit, to have spiritual sight, and to have revelation of the knowledge of God for you. That might sound too big. God's desire for you as his child is that you would see his heart for you, that you would see what he has in store for you, and that when he shows you, that you would grab hold of it and run with it. And you would realize that you can't do this alone, but you realize that nothing's impossible if God's on my side. Amen? So that's part of your inheritance that's not just a special gifting. Even though we can have gifts of the Spirit, even though we can have, you know, some, some are a prophet, some are an evangelist, some are a pastor, uh, a preacher, a teacher, there's those giftings. But these, what we're talking about today with spiritual sight, isn't a gifting. This is just an inheritance that every child of God has because we are children of God and our Father talks to us. He talks to us through dream and vision and through spiritual sight, and he talks to us with our spiritual ears. Amen? And just like my son Jude, he wants us to recognize, God spoke to me for the first time, or God speaks to me through pictures, he calls it. He doesn't use these big words. Sometimes he does. But he doesn't use the biblical word vision, but he'll say pictures because that's what he sees is a picture. But God speaks to us. And sometimes we think that we're just thinking. Sometimes we get a picture. Sometimes we get a vision. Or sometimes we get a face of somebody and we can't stop thinking about them. Guess what? Somebody's trying to talk to you. And we need to recognize it. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry you're speaking to me. When the Lord told me to go pray for that woman in the donut shop, I saw it through a vision. I saw myself reach over and lay hands on her shoulder. I didn't realize that was God speaking to me at that very moment. I just saw it, and I drove away. Then, sometimes we, and now you might be thinking, oh, I'm just going to kick myself because that was God speaking. Lord, I repent for not listening or for being ignorant of the fact that you're speaking to me. I just ask you to show me again or reveal to me, you know, what you want me to do or what you were saying. And so I did. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I just realized because it started coming back to me again. I realized you're talking to me and showing me this. I'm sorry. I missed it. And he's like, that's okay. She's still there. So I had to go back and pray for the woman. And guess what? She was instantly healed, right? So praise the Lord. Because God wanted to show her his love. Amen. But God wants to reveal things to you by his spirit, and he probably already has been for many years, but you were just ignorant of the fact that he's talking to you. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's what he's doing there with Abraham, is he's showing him something with, that's impossible with him, because they tried. But with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. So God wants you to know as a child of God, it is your inheritance. And he said, no man knows the heart of God but his own spirit. But you have been given his spirit. You have been given his spirit. And he's showing you the Father's heart. Let's turn to Jeremiah 1. I'm going to read verses 11 through 14. 
Then the Lord said to me, Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. I see a branch from an almond tree. (laughs) Sometimes we question, like, what is he getting at here? Why am I seeing this tree? Or why am I seeing these leaves? Or why am I seeing this random object? Take a moment and listen to what God's trying to tell you. Say, Lord, what are you trying to say? So the Lord's speaking to him, and he says, look at what you see. And he replies, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. Now let me tell you what it means. So when God shows you something, take a moment and say, Lord, what are you saying? So the Lord starts explaining, and the Lord said, that's right. It means that I am watching, and I will certainly carry out my plans. And then, you know, with you, and when you ask the Lord, sometimes he'll say something like that, and then he'll, all of a sudden a scripture will pop up in your, in your heart. Oh, there's that scripture that says something really similar. Sometimes two, three, four scriptures will pop up in your heart. Then the Lord spoke to me again, he said. He said, what do you see now? And I replied, I see a pot of boiling water from the north, spilling from the north. And the Lord says, yes, that's right, for terror from the north will boil out on the people of the island. Listen, I am calling the armies of the kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. I, the Lord, have spoken. How did the Lord speak? Through vision. The Lord spoke to him through vision with Abraham, with Jeremiah, And maybe he's been trying to speak to you too. And I'm just showing you here from the word of God because we know Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? That God doesn't change. He's still speaking the same way he did from the beginning of all creation. He's still speaking to his people, not just through his voice, but he speaks by his spirit through spiritual sight as well. And so we need to pay attention. And that's why he had to tell Jeremiah, Pay attention. What do you see? And he's helping him along to show him, this is how I speak. What do you see? Okay, now let me explain what I mean. Amen? And so it's always going to exceed your your expectations. It's always going to be bigger than you. A lot of times um, it will... And again, it's going to always be biblical or God will confirm it out of the mouths of two or three witnesses. There will be scriptures that pop up in your heart to bring confirmation. Um, often, um, God will confirm it somehow through, through people or through messages. It's like you keep hearing the same thing. Um, maybe a month ago now, I was sitting there worshiping the Lord, and I saw puzzle pieces all coming together. And the Lord speaks to me, I'm bringing every piece of the puzzle together concerning the ministry here. You don't need to worry about a thing. And um, I shared that, and I think Austin and, and um, Courtney, they, God was just speaking to them about puzzle pieces that same week, and they were just laughing. And that's how God does it, is he'll bring these confirmations that are just coming out of the blue that um, just really encourage you to where you know that God spoke to you so that you can hold on to that. And I encourage you, when God gives you a vision, write it down. And, and maybe you might not understand it at that moment, but make sure to spend time like Jeremiah was doing and say, Lord, what is it you're saying? And he'll speak it back to you. He'll show you 
whether it's, you know, through a, a message later on. And when, when you hear it, you'll know. Let's just say that. But ask him, say, Lord, what is it you're saying to me? What is it you're revealing to me? Amen? If it's not already obvious. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, um, I'm sorry, I already went there. Um, so did I read Jeremiah 1? 1 through 11, okay. Moving on. Um, so we're talking about spiritual, God speaking by vision, but also God gives spiritual dreams, and Clayton has shared um, a few of his spiritual dreams. But one that specifically stands out to me, and I just shared it with Nick and Jeannie this week, um, maybe about two years ago, ago now, we were in California um, on a family vacation, and two nights in a row he had these different dreams, and then I had a spiritual dream, so God was just moving in this way. And he always dreams, and it's not always spiritual. So just so you know, not always spiritual. You can have weird natural dreams. It doesn't always mean anything. <laughs> but you'll know when God's speaking to you. You'll know that it's a spiritual dream, and then you ask the Lord what it means, okay? So with this dream, the Lord told me a while back to pay attention to his dreams and to interpret. And so I pay attention. I always listen out to what, what means what. Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> or, you know, okay, the enemy's trying to attack, then just take authority over it, you know. Um, but anyways, this one particular time he told me that there was this, we were in this building, I think, and there was this major move of the spirit happening, and it was, and God speaks your language, by the way. And so he'll speak to you what something means to you. And so to him, a move of the spirit was, a whole group of young people, and they were in this big mosh pit up here. And they were like in this circle mosh pit. pit. And he said the whole service was a move of the Spirit, and the young people, meaning like, you know, teenagers or whatever, um, were in this mosh pit, and they were moving by the Spirit and just really excited about the Lord and just jumping up and down and whatever. But he said the whole service, he was playing security, and he was pushing out two cows. He said there was one mom cow, a big one, and there was one baby cow. He said, there's this move of the spirit, and the whole time these cows are trying to get in to that pit, into that move of the spirit, and to stop it. And the whole time, Clayton's pushing out these cows. And uh, I was like, man, that's a spiritual dream. And I didn't get time until about a week later, and I asked the Lord, Lord, what did that dream mean? And he just so totally downloaded I should have had it ready to read to you. But, but basically, essentially, the Lord said there's two spirits of religion. One's old religion, which is that big cow, and one's new religion. And both of them are a hindrance to the move of the Spirit. And the whole time, Clayton's job was to get it out of here. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, never let religion in. Like, meaning, like, I'm not just talking about, like, what we see as, like, uh, certain denominations. That is religion, habitual religion. You know, you're going to stand up. You're going to sit down. You're going to kneel, this and that and that. Um, God looks at the heart, you know. It, it's not about repetition or, or doing things just any certain way. Um, and then the second was another form of religion that has even creeped in to the Christian churches um, where we put a box on the top of the Lord so he can't move. And the Lord says, push that out because it's going to hinder that move of the Spirit. Yeah. 
Amen. So when God gives a spiritual dream, there's great instruction and warning in those dreams. And with that being said, that reminds me of Joseph. Um, Let's turn to Genesis 37. We know Joseph was a dreamer, and actually later God gives him the awesome ability to be able to interpret the dreams that other people are having as well. But um, he's a dreamer, and in Genesis 37, we're going to read from verse 5 through 11. It says, One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. So they're already annoyed that he was like the favorite young you know, baby, whatever. He was like one of his father's favorites. Um, so when his brothers heard about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of green, and suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. (laughs) His brothers responded, so you think that you're going to be our king? It sounds like they got an interpretation right away. You think that you're going to be our king? Do you actually think that you're going to reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. So apparently God was constantly speaking to him through dreams. And often, it sounds like, saying the same thing, reconfirming the same thing. They hated when he talked about the, of his dreams, it says. Verse 9, soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told his, um, the dream to his father as well, to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father also wondered what these dreams mean. So he obviously, the father had a little bit of sense to know that God can speak to you through dreams. You can have spiritual insight into the knowledge of God through dreams. And so maybe he heard it enough to know um, that this was God speaking. Um, With that being said, I believe that when God shows you something, unless he tells you to share it, hide it in your heart and ask him. Ask him what to do with it. Because I think Joseph probably got himself into a lot of trouble that he didn't need to be in if he would have kept his mouth quiet. Mary and Joseph were warned to not speak about it, right? They were supposed to hide it. She was supposed to hide it in her heart, you know, because she would have been, because God's saving you some trouble. She would have been ridiculed and she would have been, you know, blasphemed and this and that, um, that she was going to be the mother of of. of The son of God. I mean, how ridiculous. God was saving her some trouble. Let's keep this in your heart between you and me, but this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to use you. And so that's that's probably the way it it could have turned out. I mean, God's plan was still manifested in the long run with Joseph, but God probably could have saved him some trouble, (laughs) being thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, and all this and that. It could have happened another way, I'm just saying. So just... Have wisdom and ask the Lord, Lord, do I do anything with this? Do I set my hand to anything? God will show you, can I share it? And God allows me to share things because it's for example for you guys to learn from. Amen? 
Um, so Joseph, he's having these dreams, and what's God doing? He's speaking to him. He's revealing the father's heart about his future. He also warns um, about things to come. And so God speaks to us through dreams. And a lot of times when God speaks to you through dreams and visions, it's going to bring um, instruction, correction, which we don't love. But because he loves us, he's going to correct us. Um, warning, like the, the two cows, that was a warning. And um, just because he loves us and that's, he's speaking the Father's heart. I would rather have correction, a vision, bringing correction or instruction or direction because otherwise we're just kind of wandering. We love you, Lord, but what do we do? <laughs> God's helping us by his Holy Spirit. Amen? And uh, just a little forewarning, like Joseph when God shows you something, it's not always a smooth ride until that happens. You know, I mean, it didn't happen, um, boom, the next day, and all of a sudden they're bowing down to him. It was a rough road ahead of him. And uh, Paul, he's like, he said the spirit of the Lord showed him that he was going to be encountering in perils of prison and perils of storms and perils of this and that. How do you think he, he knew that? It wasn't just the voice of God. God probably gave him visions of this and visions of that. You would think that that's the enemy, but no, God is warning him, keep fighting the good fight of faith because this is what is ahead. And so he had to keep his eyes on the prize. God gives you visions so that you have something to cling on to. God will speak to you a dream or a vision because sometimes it's actually going to look the opposite. And, uh, you know, you, we don't like to hear that. I mean, a dream and a vision from the Lord is encouraging and it's uplifting and it's, you know, because without a vision, the people will perish. So he'll give that to you. But a lot of times he's given you such a strong vision and not to be worried, but he'll give you a strong vision when you need a strong vision when you need something to keep before you so that you don't go off course because a rough time is ahead. Amen? So what is he ultimately doing? Why is he giving us spiritual sight? Why is he giving us dreams and visions? Psalms 37.23 says this. Psalms 37.23. God directs the footsteps of the righteous. They are ordered of the Lord. How does he do that? through dreams and visions, through spiritual sight, through the word of God. When he gives you a dream or vision, like we said, it's always going to line up with the word. God directs the footsteps of the righteous. Well, you can't follow something you can't see, right? And so, or you can't follow something or someone that you can't hear, which proves that you as a child of God have the inheritance to both see and hear by his spirit. So God will direct your footsteps, and they will be ordered of the Lord. And a lot of times it's through that spiritual sight. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding, or that could also mean do not lean to your own mind and your own thoughts. Don't limit God to what you think you can do or what you could be accomplishing. It says, don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, I love this, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will do what? He'll show you which way 
to go by his spirit. He'll show you. He'll show you which way to go. I love this scripture, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me. Spend time with me. Call to me. And I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. So when you go before the Lord, and you spend time with him, and you call to him, by his spirit, he'll start showing you great and mighty things, even things that you don't know anything about. I was crying to the Lord because of what I was driving and going through with my, my husband 10 plus years ago. Crying to the Lord, he said this or he said that or whatever. Or I got angry or whatever I was, was going on. I don't even remember because it was nothing compared to what God showed me. And then he starts showing you. He says, call unto me. So sometimes he catches you off guard. You think you're coming to him about something. And all of a sudden he starts showing you great and mighty things that you know not of. Amen? He who has an ear to hear or will say an eye to see, you can hear and see what the Spirit is saying. He's revealing the heart of the Father. In John 5, 19, Jesus uh, was talking to his disciples, and he said, The Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees. He had spiritual sight. What he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does. So Jesus, here as a man, here as our example, saw in the Spirit what he was to do, even in an extreme, on a daily basis. What was the Father's heart for that day for his life? You can have such a close-knit relationship with the Lord that the Holy Spirit, your spiritual eyes are totally open, and you can see what the Father has for you to do today. I love when he speaks to me about the future, but I also love when he directs my footsteps today. Amen? He can show you what to do today. So John 1.51, um, I'm just giving you proof. I'm giving you scriptures um, showing you that you can see. It says, you will see heaven open and angels of God going up and down, ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Basically, Jesus is the ladder. I taught him a while back. Jesus is the door. And, and it's talking to us now we're gonna see heavens open these are the possibilities angels ascending and descending all through the door all through your relationship with Jesus this is available to you as a believer because of your relationship with Jesus you have the ability to see heavens open angels ascending and descending doing the work of the Lord Amen. Are you getting a little bit of faith regarding your spiritual sight? I hope. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on back up here. Um, there's a scripture, Psalms 119.18, and it's actually a prayer. And it says, open my eyes that I may see. And I don't know about you, but as much as I've had spiritual dreams or spiritual visions, um, 
on either side of the kingdom, I want more. Because I want insight into the knowledge of God. I want insight into the kingdom of heaven. I want to know what the Father's heart is for me, for my life, for the people that are in my life, for the church, the ministry. And we should always be desiring more of God and to know more of what's on the Father's heart. Amen? And so um, let's go ahead and stand to our feet, and we're just going to go ahead and um, pray that prayer. Lord, open our eyes. Amen? Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, Open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear what your spirit is saying to me, the church, your body, your child. I thank you, Lord. I'm your child. You're my shepherd. I hear your voice, the voice of the stranger. I do not follow. I will not fear because you're close beside me. You lead me and you guide me along right paths. I have spiritual sight, spiritual insight into the knowledge of God. My ears are open to hear what the Spirit is saying to me. My footsteps are ordered of the Lord. He shows me things to come. He reveals the heart of the Father. Father, I thank you right now that you're removing every bondage, every hindrance that has held me back. Father, I give you permission to knock down every wall that I have built out of fear. And Lord, I ask you right now, begin speaking to me. Begin showing me things by your spirit. And show it to me. Confirm it to me through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you guys have a song?